LB? Yes. How are you? <laughs> Busy day for you, huh? Yeah, I would say so. Well, guess what? I'm going to delight you with a story. All right, I'm a, so ready to be delighted. A story of um, a story of a wonderful product, which at the moment we do not have in this house, mm-hmm. but we generally do. Well, I could have it somewhere. We generally do keep it. It is a staple that every household should have. Okay, I'm worried. It, it made it surge really, it, as far as I knew, in the early '90s. Uh, it, I first experienced it out in California with uh, my brother. And um, and now is is ubiquitous. Ubi- that means everywhere, right? Yes. From the Latin ubi, meaning where. Well, Alice, it is a great product called sriracha. Oh. Do you ever use sriracha sauce? Yes, I do. It's actually it's not very spicy, actually. It's not, but so. that, it's funny, you know how much your your um, palate has been trained because when we first had it in the nineties, it, it was damaging spicy. Right. But you adapt to all this stuff, and so now it's more like a ketchup. It's, it's funny. I wonder how much it's actually pushed into ketchup sales. White people didn't have spicy no. to that level back then. So Right. Um, so, listen, this is the inside story from the insider of okay. Sriracha. One of the earliest records of Sriracha dates, dates back to 1949, when a woman in Thailand made a chili sauce using chili peppers, vinegar, sugar, salt, and garlic. She named it after the small seaside town she lived in, Sriracha. S-I space R-A-C-H-A. By the way, that's interesting that they, they call it Sriracha, although it doesn't seem to Isn't be... Isn't it usually spelled with an R? Or? Yes, that's, yes, that's oh, Rasha, the new... Yeah, yes, but the original place she's from is Sriracha, but they added the R somewhere along the lines. You, you don't have to look it up. Take my word for it. But here's the, here's the, the thing is that... I. That couldn't have been this the modern version because there's nothing thickening in there, I don't think, unless the chili... No, yeah. So, she named it after the small seaside town where she lived, Sriracha. Okay. But Sriracha, in its ubiquitous form, a plastic bottle filled with chili sauce and topped with a green cap, was brought to America by David Tran a few decades later. Starting in 1975, Tran, who is ethnically Chinese but was born in Vietnam made hot sauces using chili peppers grown on his older brother's farm, located north of Saigon, now Ho Chi Minh City. It was a family business. Tran ground the peppers. His father-in-law washed Gerber baby food jars obtained by the American servicemen, and his brother-in-law filled the repurposed jars with sauce. The cap of each jar was stamped with a rooster, Tran's zodiac sign, according to the New York Times. Things took a turn... After the Vietnam War, in 1978, the new communist Vietnamese government began cracking down on ethnic Chinese in South Vietnam, believing that China was using immigrants to destabilize and weaken the country's economy in the lead-up to a military attack, according to a historian. The suspicion and persecution of Chinese immigrants only intensified with the outbreak of the Sino-Vietnamese War in 1979. Tran and 3,000 other refugees boarded the freighter boat uh, Huey Fong to Hong Kong, and from there landed in America on January 19, 1979. Tran was granted asylum and started his new life in Boston. Wow. Though he didn't stay there for long. <laughs> my brother and I, uh, my, my brother-in-law was in Los Angeles. When we talked on the phone, I asked him, do they have red peppers in Los Angeles? He said yes, and we left, Tran told the time. Don't you like this guy already? 
Mm-hmm. I guess he couldn't find any red bumpers no. in Boston. Crane arrived in California in the first week of January 1980. By February, he was back making chili sauces, naming his company after the ship he had boarded to escape his home country, Hu Fong. Mm-hmm. Tran started Hu Fong Foods not only for his fellow Vietnamese immigrants, but also for a multicultural group of consumers in America. I made this sauce for the Asian community, Tran told the New York Times. I knew after the Vietnamese resettled here that they would want their sauce for their foe. There you go. But I wanted something that I could sell to more than just the Vietnamese. Hu Fong Sriracha can be used for a panoply of dishes, including yada, yada, yada. yada. The bottle itself. Yeah, we all know what yes. all the things we can use it for. It, but actually, Clearly. it's funny. It's funny. It says including uh, soup, sauces, pasta, pizza, hot dogs, hamburgers, chow mein, according to the description on the bottle. The bottle itself has English, Vietnamese, and Chinese written on it. I also have a lot of respect for sriracha sauce because it comes in a very utilitarian container. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of the squeeze bottle for distributing sauces. Oh, so am I. Oh, totally. Especially totally. having worked in restaurant, it's like you can never go back. It's oh, like totally. the best way to have a sauce is in a nice, flexible, plastic, squeezy bottle that you can squeeze stuff out in. We should talk to this guy. But So listen to this. Mm-hmm. Is it, there's some controversy with sriracha okay. is going to ha- come up. But not everybody has bought into trans recipe, some questioning its authentic- authenticity and calling it an Americanized knockoff. In 2019, NPR asked residents of sriracha... How they felt about Huey Fong's sriracha, and they complained that it is too bitter, spicy, and unbalanced in flavor. The New York Times asked Tran about this. They put it to Tran. This mm-hmm. is his. This is his response. It's not a Thai sriracha. Tran said in his interview with the New York Times, "It's my sriracha." There you go. How awesome is this guy? Yeah, that is especially great too. It's like the people that have problems. Uh, to go back to Tom's most favorite thing with hard shell tacos not being authentic. Um, yes. And no. like complain that that's not like real. Yeah, food. who cares? Like, exactly. It's... Or people complain that like ch- the Chinese food that Americans buy is like not really Chinese food. I... In twi- who cares? Who cares? People are making, people mostly of the descent of the countries that we're talking about are making bleep tons of money mm-hmm. making something that a lot of people want to enjoy eating like live a little <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right know. 2019 they made up you don't see italians com- uh, in 2019 they made upwards of 150 million dollars in annual revenue um and uh haifong here's another one this is brilliant listen to this haifong has never had to advertise its products instead relying on word of mouth yeah i've heard that he also doesn't um People always ask him why he doesn't go after people for like copying because there's so many like people use his imagery and like parody things or like kind of copy the look of his stuff. And he doesn't like go after anybody trying to like go for their trademarks. He just doesn't care about stuff like that. He just wants to make like good he wants to sauce make that sriracha. people like and opening... sell it to people. And yeah. that's it. And there's uh, something like so pure and oh, good yeah. about that that like I love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I was going to say, you don't see like Italian Americans whining that people make pizza that isn't authentic Italian pizza. <laughs> like, Well, that's something we should probably get into because they are a little proprietary, depending, depending. Over the years, investors have approached Tran to buy his business, but he staunchly refused, just like he did with his first chili sauce business back in Vietnam. 
Tran, now 77, has insisted, now, now he'd be uh, 80, has, insist, has instead kept Hoi Fong family. His son, William Tran, now serves as the company's president, and his daughter, Yasi Tran Holiday, is its vice president. I said no because my company is my girlfriend, Tran said. What a great American success story this guy is. Yeah. And what a great product. And that yeah, is I love all, it. Imagine that they, just the, the passion. I make this hot sauce. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, I bet you like the, the, the companies were like, what, he's not interested at all in like $987 million? That doesn't at all? Came <laughs> over in a boat from Vietnam. He said the company is like his what? <laughs> we offered him stock options. Did you not get it? Yeah, I love that. And... I think in some ways, like the food business um, brings in people who like care about what they're doing in a way that sometimes other industries don't. Oh, totally. Both like restaurants and food production. Like some people just love it. Oh, just totally. Love it, love it, love it. But yeah, I love sriracha sauce. It's definitely a staple um, that's around. Like I said, by today's hot sauce standards, not that hot necessarily. Yeah. But it, just like a great flavorful thing that's yummy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I also buy from the same company their other, their like, um, they have just some the sort sauce of, and, yeah. yeah, the hot pepper in the jar too. Right. But yeah, but I'm, I'm a big, like I say, fan of the squeeze bottle food distribution method. And another new product is out. Um, that also comes in a utilitarian squeeze bottle, although it, they're doing it more for aesthetic purposes, which is um, that bright, Brightland pizza oil. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, that I sent to you. So Brightland is a company. They're like sort of super uh, fancy people, olive oils and vinegars and stuff. Like they're on Oprah's favorite things list all the time. And they're like, <laughs> they're very expensive. Their packages where you get like a couple oils and vinegars are like, I mean, a couple hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. So they're, they're very pricey, but they're like, really, it's all like family farm grown olives from California that are cold pressed into like the freshest, most best olive oil and everything. Um, so they're really like beautiful people food. So they have come out with, and that's why I say their squeeze bottle packaging is like kind of an ironic aesthetic choice. And it's got like the sort of little red and white checks on it, like it's from a pizza place. But I would think that you would have probably in the pizza place, you would have, in a pizza place, a good pizza place, you would have somebody, you would have those bottles. They would have the precious that you spray on subs and some other stuff. Oh, when yeah. We, when we when I worked at Fox's in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, or mm -hmm. Clarksville, Tennessee, um, we had the people. We had a, a, a spray, which was a, a squeeze thing, which was a special oil that made everything taste like Fox's. It was it was beautiful garlicky. Yeah. Thing. And so they, so they put the meat on the flat mm -hmm. top in a line, and they'd spray them when the meat was there, and then flip yeah. it and spray. Them. I too have worked at a place that makes pizzas and um, big use of the squeeze bottle. Both for yeah, um, olive oils, uh, things like that. I do not as well like mayo like... in a squeeze bottle because the, the, there's too much precious left behind, and it's tough to get in there. Well, but if you're doing it at the like food service level of amount of foods that you're going through, you don't like you're not worried about the leftover on the inside of the bottle. 
You know what I mean? Why? Well, yeah, did yeah. you just turn me down or off no, you, or something? No. Why? Is there a difference? Yeah. There is? What happened? I think you turned down my headphones. Oh, okay. So that was you. How about no, 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 um, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Yes, Good? Thank you. Okay. Um, so, You're too loud for me is the problem. So. But, okay. But uh, go ahead. That's not your problem. Um, what I was going to say was that, um, you know, when when you're in a restaurant, the amount of stuff that you're going through in the restaurant, you're like not really worried about getting every last drop out of the squeeze. Oh yeah. 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 Because you're on the line there and it's, yeah. And it's, you know, you're trying to like get through stuff quick, but yeah. But the like kind of garnish sauces too, like stuff that's like the consistency of that sriracha sauce or like Mm -hmm. the special like drizzles that you put on top of the pizzas, different things for different flavors of Was there anything that they wanted you to not use much of because it was expensive? No, we didn't have that at the the place where I worked was a brewery, so they were making obscene amounts of money on the on tap beers, yeah, which they were making they like literally fifty feet away from where the taps were, so like mm-hmm. they, you know there was no like shipping or distribution costs or anything they they're just literally like brewing it right there and putting it on tap and charging like you know seven bucks for a beer, so it's you know they. Out of all the food service places to work, they were like not extremely concerned with food costs because their profit margins were so high on the beer. And that was like the point. But that also made it really fun because we could like, you know, really pile up the nachos, really like drizzle on the stuff. Oh, that is good. But yeah, yeah, you could have a good time with stuff like that. Um, So that because they were really more about the beer, the food was like to get people to order beer (laughs) mostly (laughs) mostly so um yeah so it was a good time but yeah it definitely um made me an acolyte of the squeeze bottle and this new brightland pizza oil does come in a squeeze bottle like that which really makes me as opposed to their like usual they normally come in these kind of fancy glass like stopper bottles these brightland oils um so the pizza oil is like not just for pizza but it's pizza flavored Oh, okay. So yeah. the oil uh, has California olives freshly crushed with jalapenos, garlic, oregano, and basil. That's meant to flavor, meant to up the flavor profile of your pies. Plus, you can like add it to anything else to make it taste like pizza-y. I like, it's gimmicky, but I like it. I would, I would rock it. We're going to reach out to them. I mean, flavored, delicious flavored oils being yeah. added to stuff is sort of like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. No yeah. matter what. Yeah, and I'm, I am getting addicted to this today. I and have... olive oil, especially California, grown from small family farms, fancy cold-pressed olive oil, is so freaking good for you. It's, like, ridiculous. Do we have that? We don't have that. We have the bulk stuff, right? Yeah, but, I mean, olive oil, Evo's, like, extra virgin olive oil is still really good for you. Um, yeah. Although, uh, sometimes the cheaper ones get cut with other vegetable oils that aren't as good for you, but... Um, you know, in general, all it's it's better for you than buying canola oil. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing that we've talked about is um, having to adjust. Companies are having to adjust to the coming recession. That the interest rates were just ticked up again today, and it's only a matter of time before we go over the cliff, which is uh, which is causing us to make decisions. Certainly in this family. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, and in particular, I mean, even though the total inflation has sort of leveled off a bit, the food inflation is like crazy. So foods are still really expensive. And certainly with labor costs, restaurant foods are especially 
especially crazy right. expensive. Food purveyors pitch deals. Target value was lower income consumers scale back on restaurant meals and shop more lower priced grocers. This is the Wall Street Journal. Big food companies and restaurant chains are working to appeal to budget conscious con- consumers as inflation consists, uh, persists. Companies from Yum Brands, that's um, KFC, to Kraft Heinz are turning attention to value offerings as consumers shift where they buy groceries. I think this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Kraft Heinz is working to ensure that dollar stores and other value-focused retailers are stocked with its products. Fast food chains, including Burger King and KFC, are pushing new low-cost deals to consumers to try to keep them coming in, while sit-down chains highlight big plates of food at affordable pl- prices. American consumers are becoming more discerning about the value they expect, said John Payton of Apple Applebee's. Food company executives said they are closely watching how consumers spend their money as concerns about the broader economy mounts. Uh, orders at restaurants declined in March compared to with last year across all types of eater, eateries, according to Restaurant Analytics. Uh, some restaurant chains, including McDonald's and Domino's Pizza, said that the lower-income consumers have started slimming down the size of their restaurant meals or are placing fewer orders for delivery, which typically carries uh, a surcharge. Kraft Heinz said Wednesday that some lower-income consumers have been moving to dollar stores and other value-focused retailers, while higher-income consumers consider shopping in traditional supermarkets and club stores rather than specialty stores. So that's interesting. Um, like everybody's, everybody's downgrading one, one level. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about what a grilled cheese sandwich can, can do with Kraft singles, what Kraft mac and cheese can do in terms of families, what else Oscar Mayer can do, us being able to be there for those kinds of meal solutions is part of the answer. And it, it is a total point. And I mean, for, for a guy like me, mm-hmm. who, who's a fat, I mean, pasta is cheap as hell still still right. and actually you bought a lot of ours in bulk yeah from amazon instant so like, so people deliver, have to auto make, delivery yeah make these decisions pasta is cheap as hell the market basket that's the the grocer's uh brand the store brand um english muffins are a better deal they're not as good as the original like the knockoffs <laughs> i don't think right. is there any knockoff that's better than the original i don't think so yeah not typically usually there's a reason the original is the original uh, to keep up with appealing to diners, Burger King revamped its $5 combo meal this year, offering su- options such as a Whopper Junior or a bacon cheeseburger with fries and a drink. Uh, Yum's KFC introduced two for $5 fried chicken wraps earlier this year. Taco Bell also promoted burritos and other items on the $2 menu list. That, I, that the, the McDonald's dollar menu, to me, was probably the best thing about this century. But do you think... Um... I mean, so they had kind of moved away from these super low cost offerings because fast food, um, you know, the the margins were getting slimmer and the labor costs were going up and their their producer food costs were going up. So they moved away from these really cheap prices. Now that they're going back to the really cheap prices, like how are they doing it? Are they just selling these items as a loss leader? Are they doing it like by making them smaller? So you said like by including like a Whopper Junior or something, Mm. you know, like are they just making the food smaller or the meals smaller or whatever to be able to offer them at the super low prices? Oh, the shrinkflation. Yeah. Or, you know, like when you go to the Dollar Tree and they have brand name stuff, it's usually smaller. Is it smaller? 
I think so. Yeah. Uh, Usually when I see stuff at the Dollar Tree and it's like a brand name thing, it's like a smaller one of it. It's interesting, you know. The paper towel roll will be like not as fat. (laughs) Dollar stores in this Mm -hmm. in this is not capitalized. It's it's just there used to be a dollar store and then Dollar Tree, but now Dollar Store is just named for one of those stores. Yeah, and Dollar General and all the different ones like that. But yeah, I think the the dollars is it Dollar Tree that's near us? It's now like the Dollar Twenty Five store. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So it's it's tough for them to maintain these prices in the current environment because their producer costs are going up so much and their labor costs are going up so much. So like the stuff that they're buying is more expensive and the people the people working in the store are more expensive like and now if they have to lower prices more to get the consumers, you know, they can't just lose money all the time. So it's interesting though, Alice. <laughs> so what does that mean? And there's a Dollar General up in Vermont near where we've got a mm-hmm. place too. So, to emulate, if, if as more people are going there, are bigger stores going to emulate the look and feel of the dollar stores, which are like this buzzing neon light feel? I mean, very few of them are gorgeous. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know. I do think But it feels that, cheap when you're in there. Yeah. No, it yeah. definitely does. But I think, uh, I think this is a tough environment for companies and i think especially like restaurants and food industry a lot of the time especially because it's like so not differentiated between different products right you know like you say the knockoff brand english muffins aren't as good as the thomas's english muffins but but they're cheaper and they're not that much worse right so that's the whole economic field of like slightly differentiated products question for you Mm -hmm. and we we could probably find this out but you know how sometimes the the company itself, so like Ritz crackers will make an off brand cracker too. Right. To give to the stores. Do they make the off brand one crappier on purpose? Sometimes. That's. So I mean, I know in the fashion industry they do that a lot. Like the Coach bags that are at yeah. like TJ Maxx or Marshalls are made with cheaper materials and stuff. That's interesting. They they make them specifically for those stores with cheaper stuff. You know, so I would assume, I don't know in the food industry that's that, that that's true. Like I say, I think the stuff, the packaging at the dollar stores is smaller. Or if you go to like Ocean State Job Lot, a lot of times they'll have knockoff foods. Oh, they have brands like, that you've never heard of before. Or like weird, or like things from brands that you've heard of that mm-hmm. like didn't sell and are like weird flavors of things. Weird and flavors. Stuff. Or sometimes they just are, I've never, I haven't checked the dates, but I don't know. Like, why would there be Snow's clam chowder there? <laughs> no, seriously. Like, what has happened that it lost its place at the big stores? Well, yeah. I mean, the company made more than the stores wanted. Or sometimes maybe if it's a deal with a really big store, you know, if they made a, a special deal with a big chain, you know, that if it didn't sell, they would take it back or something. You know, that they would do something on a trial basis and it didn't sell and they take it back. And now what are they going to do with it? Well, they're going to sell it to Ocean State Job Lots or something like that. But yeah, a lot of times there is really cheap food at the Ocean State Job Lot, but it's highly questionable. Either because it's a bizarre flavor that no one has seen on the earth and or wants or because it might be slightly old or like you say, it's some odd brand that nobody's heard of. So I do love it there regardless. I, I love it. Although, if my challenge with that place is that, is that nothing. If you buy things that are supposed to do something, they won't work. Unfortunately, candy cops, food beverage industry, 
Slam California bill that may change how favorite snacks taste. Proposed legislation would ban FDA-approved additives, potentially affecting cost, taste of popular foods. Can you like talk about tampering? Um, the food and beverage industry is fighting a bill making its way through the California legislature that said that they say will negatively impact the taste and cost of some of the favorite snacks of Americans. Uh, Democrat introduced AB 418 legislation that would ban the sale, manufacture, and distribution of products containing five specific and widely used additives across the Golden State. Red dye 3, potassium bromate, propylbarabin, titanium oxide, and brominated vegetable oil. These ingredients all approved for consumption by the FDA. That being said, though, three out of five of them are already banned in the EU. And, like, oh, really? these companies still make stuff for the EU. So, well, I think that probably they are bad for you. Like, does anybody think what's in a Skittle is good for you? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I say this as a person that loves candy and junk food and was just eating Laffy Taffy's mere moments ago. I mean, I put nerds on my pancake I yesterday. Know, yeah. But, like, I'm not laboring under some illusion that Laffy Taffy is, like, healthy for me so my my view tends to be they should be allowed to sell it and like you know it's not the government's business to be like fining people um for having red number 40 or whatever in their product but you know that it's like not healthy right yeah but you when you and i do into think the, the world companies... of skittles then you've made right. a choice no i mean and i agree with that like people should know that it's not healthy obviously but these in some of these most of these ingredients are banned in other countries and the food manufacturers have survived so i yeah, do feel stuff, that there's a little bit tastes like suck in other countries okay but i do feel that there's a little bit of woe is me to the food companies being like it just can't be done we can't make a skittle without titanium dioxide like well, you can things, like I, it's not i like titanium dioxide in my skittles <laughs> some people like that stuff i went to i, mean, I, I once, bought, I once I bought um ingredients for a bloody mary at whole foods and it, it tasted nothing like a bloody mary because everything was organic and just different it's like i want a an artificial bloody mary well, yeah and sometimes like i want to be able to eat laffy taffy or whatever it is to you know, cause even though I know that it's bad for me, I mean, and I think people should be able to buy cigarettes, too, even though we know those are bad for you and all the other stuff. Right. But, you know, like I I don't like feel that the food companies are being like unfairly persecuted. I just think it's ridiculous that the government's wasting time on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. Like, I don't I, I have no like. I, I think this is a um, on the Reddit boards when it's um, asking, am I the a-hole, right? There's one of the responses you can provide is everyone sucks here. Okay. E-S-H. That's how I feel about the banning the food diet. Like, I think they, pro the food ingredients, like, I think they probably are terrible for you. I think the food manufacturers probably can make them without that stuff. And I also think it shouldn't be illegal to make it, but I, like... I don't have like really passionate feelings on it because I, I do think they suck. Just like I don't like I think the tobacco companies should be able to make the cigarettes and sell them. But I'm not like I also like don't feel really bad that they can't like market them to kids or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not a hill I'm going to die on.
Yeah, uh, I just, uh, just, just, just leave us alone, Big Food. Just stop it. We get through a. We get. Why don't they concentrate? No, no, we're not political, but concentrate on the, the bigger problems in California. The, yes, or some of the epidemics that are going around and doing things. So, um, this is my public service message, Alice. Okay. The, the uh, what is our nut and dough shop of choice? Dunkin' Donuts. Correct. Correct. Um, free coffee all May long. Coffee is on us on Mondays. Get a free medium or iced, iced or hot coffee. Did I know that? Did I get? Including our butter pecan iced coffee with any purchase on Mondays all May long. There you go. Very exciting. You like a free thing? I do love a free thing. I think that's great and wonderful. See, they're trying to draw in the value conscious consumer as well. There is a, a story about this guy. I don't know. Kentucky QB. Uh, Will Levis, Levis, mm-hmm. who um, who's at the University of Kentucky, and he's got a special coffee additive. Will Levis, quarterback at the University of Kentucky, and I have been known to put mayonnaise in my coffee sometimes. So he's he puts mayonnaise in the coffee mm-hmm. from a squeeze bottle. Yeah. So I'm not going to I I don't think it's got a place there. <laughs> I, know, I love mayonnaise on pizza. I love mayonnaise on almost everything. It's just that what mayonnaise does and what say, coffee does. Coffee is drinking, is drinking wood. It's wood in its liquid form, mm-hmm. and and mayonnaise is sweet and vinegary and lovely and perfect and salty, and it it goes well with a lot of things. I don't. I just think it vastly would take over a coffee. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about. I mean, maybe we need to try it to know. But I mean, there is like people love bulletproof coffee that's with butter, and mayonnaise is fatty like butter, right? I'm a little it's like oily to that too. Although you know what I did the other day, else what? Remember, I cooked. Um, I cooked asparagus. Mm-hmm. I think I got some more today, by the way. Oh, good. Unless that was another day, I don't even know anymore. But um, anyway, I, I finished the asparagus off. Uh, this is my brother gave me this tip you know it was in olive oil right and then i finished it off with butter and lemon juice mm-hmm. and then i after i got rid of the asparagus what was left in there I actually poured on my salad so my butter my salad had melted butter oj and those spices salt pepper essentially oj it's, uh no uh, lemon juice okay and so it's delicious yeah i believe that i I mean, this is embarrassing, but um, as we were singing the pions of olive oil earlier in this broadcast, um, last night you made me asparagus in olive oil and butter and lemon juice, mm-hmm. and I did drink some of it out of the plate after I ate the asparagus. Yeah, actually, you started drinking the plate, the the juice first, which only makes me love you because <laughs> I, and that's 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 I love that. Believe me, that is an aphrodisiac, and and, and maybe you know. I respect the hell out of that. There was one time, I think I told you the story, about the woman who came into the Red Hat. It came in and had a beer and a shot and walked out, never said anything to anybody, and like the entire bar full of men just loved her. That was that, that kind of thing. You essentially, mm. but now food is more sexual to me than anything else. So. <laughs> you good, Alice? I'm good. All right, guys, see you in a couple of days. Appreciate it.